three, two, one, go. And we're live. This is Retrace segment number 83, re-83 for Thursday, December 15th, 2022 at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Retrace is about what's going on out there. The short answer to that is computer control. The long answer to that is natural, artificial, and strategic intelligence. Retraces for outsiders. But we came to the – I thought I could do it in one breath. I should have taken a deeper breath. We came to the conclusion that the computer control game is uh, – what about it? What conclusion do we come to? Is, is player-oriented and outsiders are not players, blah, blah, blah. That's the long answer in short form. What are we doing? We're in the December to Remember Math and Code event. You should know this by now. You haven't been paying attention if you don't. We're doing um, code right now. We're preparing for our deep dive into AIMA 4E, uh, January to June 2023. We're doing we're front-loading the difficulties so that we can kick some butt once the ball starts rolling, uh, mixing metaphors all the long and all the long, all the way along. All right, so we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday. We are trying to – what are we trying to do? So we're, we're working on uh, the – What's the uh, best first search? Okay, and but we're not actually doing, we're not doing code. <laughs> Start over. I, I'm juggling too many things. Always, we are not doing AI code. We're not learning the AI part. We're not focused on best first search. We're not talking about that algorithm. We're not talking about how is this AI or not AI? What kind of AI is this? We're not working on AI. We're working on math and code so that when we so that we can work comfortably and re, and be relaxed when we work on AI. Um, and that means, you know, going after the things that we think are going to be difficult and seeing, you know, testing our metal to see how difficult they are and whether we can handle them. All right, you get it. You get it. Uh, let's look at some things here. So this is the, uh, well, yesterday we talked about um, passing a problem, whatever a problem means, passing it to the pseudocode at least, and and we know this is going to end up being passed to a Python implementation of the actual code. But the reason that we're working on this is because that's kind of a that's a that's a heavy lift. What does that mean? You know, if you know a little bit about programming, you know what a function is, and that you can pass it arguments. Here, the argument is problem here, and then f whatever f is here. Well, problem is going to be a well defined. Um, object that we write in Python, and then the f here is the um, evaluation evaluation function. Oh, geez, I've already forgotten all the function names. Oh no, don't have it on the tip. It's the no, it's the yeah, it's the evaluation function um, that's going to help order our frontier here of nodes in our search tree, in our search space, uh, in our state space. And so these two things have to get into the function and they have to exist before they get into it. So we talked yesterday about what, what it means to – the difference between the English meaning of the word problem and the whatever we're talking about in name of 4E meaning of the word problem or the technical meaning, the, the uh, encoded and, and formal and well-formed and well-defined meaning of the word problem. So we're dealing with the latter. We're not dealing with the squishy English version of that word, obviously, but it, it should, it should uh, you know, stay firmly in mind that we have to turn that word problem uh, into something that we can use code to work on. So here we have from yesterday's notes, this problem is going to have to have a state space, an initial state, a goal state or goal states, actions, a transition model, action cost function, and the state space, is that in the problem? I, I think it is. I mean, unless we specify the environment separately from the problem, and, and I think you can you can do that, but you might still have to represent the state space in the problem or at least account for the state space in the problem. Anyway, what does all that 
mean? Okay, so we're going to do a little bit of coding now. Uh, actually, I should say first, where does this come from? So if you go to uh, the AMA 4E or the AMA um, homepage and then click over to their GitHub, their official GitHub, I've copied this little chunk of code, the class problem. Okay, this is object-oriented programming. They have a class. They've, they've uh, defined a class of problem here that's got just sort of the basics that we're going to go through um, that turns these fun English words and, and phrases and sentences into tractable programming in Python. And then what we're going to work on today is on our GitHub page. This is an adaptation of it. This is the latest version. Uh, I just pushed this before we went live, so this is pretty up-to-date. There's a lot commented out that we're not working on today and we're not using today, but the stuff that's not commented as of re-83 is the stuff that's relevant to what we're doing. Okay, so now we're going to jump over to the terminal. Now, um, if you... If you, if you watched, what was it, 65, I don't know, the ones we did on the table-driven agent, we did some stuff in IPython. That's what we're going to do again today, but it's important to remember that you don't need to do this this manually interactive um, uh, approach to writing or, or, or developing the code or testing what you're doing. Um, so we're going to do sort of a call and response back and forth with IPython as we did last time. But I'm also going to show you how you can just run the whole file and get run the whole Python. It's a single Python document uh, source file and get the same output. Okay, so th that's the first thing to distinguish. Let's do that. Let's just do that quickly. Okay, um, so in the top here, we're going to just fetch our document. So we're in uh, the re83 folder uh, that corresponds to the GitHub uh, uh, code that you'll be able to get yourself. Uh, let's just open that and put it in read only so we don't accidentally do anything. Over down here we're going to run the we're in the same directory but this is where we're going to run things. Um, first I'm going to source uh, what is it uh, e what's what's my no 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 don't do that. Oh no. Uh, v uh, v re that's what I did source v re there we go. Uh, bin and activate. All I'm doing here is activating a virtual environment for the Python modules and packages and everything that we install with pip. Um, if you know anything about Python, this is not a environment. I'm already in a, an environment for my Python language, my, my C Python. This isn't that little vre83 over here. This thing right here, that is that tells me that I'm in an environment uh, for my Python, uh, my modules and, 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 uh, packages and things that are in Python code that I'm going to use. We don't actually need that <laughs> again. Like what I started out doing was importing all the stuff that they do because they, they do it all in one file. So everything that they're going to implement in a single IPython notebook, Jupyter notebook, or in a, just a regular plain old source file, um, they, you know, they import everything they need at the beginning. We don't need any of that for today, but I, but it's still good practice to work in environments when you're dealing with Python. Okay. Uh, so, so now we're in the virtual environment. Um, and up here, so if, if we, uh, whoops, if we go, if we just look at what's in our directory here, there's only one thing. What happens if we run this file? Okay. Nothing. We don't get an error though. That's good. Um, what that just did was take everything that's up here. Okay. Everything you're looking at up top here. Uh, it just, we just uh, fed that as a, as an argument to the Python, um, program or, or as, as a, 
uh, source file for Python to run, and it ran it. And the things that are not in orange, the things that are not commented out, uh, actually got processed or executed. But there's no output, so you didn't see any output. If we just do blah, 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 oops, let's just do blah, 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 okay? And let's do the same thing. Now we get an error. Python doesn't know what I'm talking about when I run blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's fix that. Run it again. Okay, Python ran the program, did what we wanted, put our object, defined our, our class in memory, and then stopped because we didn't tell it to do anything interesting. Okay, so that's what's going on here. Hopefully that gives you a sense of... Um, well, I mean, let's be a bit more explicit here. Let's say print something... Oof. Wonderful. I don't think... Yeah, it's got to be in quotes, right? So it's not good... Uh, so we get so this is this you know Python is deciding whether or not we are doing things correctly and now we're doing them correctly. See how I did that? It needed to be in quotes. And anyway, all I'm trying to illustrate here is that the stuff that's in this file is what's getting run down here. Okay. So let's go to the top here first. Just some some uh, header information um, where we're at in the in the repository and then where where a lot of this code or the substance the substantive code came from the AMA repository. Um, these are some of the commands that I use to get up and running in a, in sort of a, um, in a kosher way. You can use those if you want. You don't have to. Uh, these are all of the imports that they do um, uh, in their source that are not necessary for today, but we will do these later. Um, and, and some of the things like matplotlib here I had to do because of these imports, but we don't need it for today. So none of that is really relevant. Um, okay, so that's the end of all that. So let's just get rid of that, okay? And we're just focused on what we're doing today, which is the um, we're going to try and instantiate a uh, a problem, okay? So uh, in object-oriented programming, uh, what you're looking at is the definition of a class, and you know it's it just it's easier to see what how object-oriented works but if you i keep i keep coughing out on this can i explain object-oriented the whole point of it is to keep data and especially variables um, contained in a way that does so that you don't have all these side effects throughout your program because when it becomes too big or complicated so if you can contain the values of uh, of the values of variables especially i think it's you know and and also um, you know, you can control what sort of changes can be made to that data uh, and protect it from being accidentally changed. So you've got, on the one hand, side effects from the data that you're working on affecting other parts of your program. And then you've got, the other, on the other hand, other parts of your program accidentally affecting the data that you didn't think you were affecting. Object-oriented is one way of dealing with that general problem of side effects on your in your program. And it's just a, it's just necessary when things become a certain level of complicated. Um, and what it means in practice is you have a class of objects like oranges, and then you've got, and I'm getting this from Altoff, Altoff uses oranges, and then you've got an instantiation of that class, which is a particular orange, and you call that orange an object. So an instance and an object are mostly synonymous. It depends, in my opinion, based on what I've read, I think the there, there is the words do mean different things, or they should be used differently. But they both refer to the same thing, almost perfectly, almost identically. Almost this is the key word. Uh, so what we say, the way we're going to use the words, um, we say that we're going to um, instantiate the class problem. Um, uh, 
and our uh, object uh, P1 is what we're going to call our problem is an instance of the class problem or is an instantiation of the class problem. Okay. But you just have to get used to it. It doesn't, I can talk to you all day long and you're not going to, it's not going to sink in until you just play around with it. So let's play. All right. These are comments. Okay. They're just explaining how they structured and what they did. Oh, I got a um, toggle trunk so that we, so it's nice and flat. I, it, this is not good form to, to have such a wide, uh, uh, or such a long line of characters here. Cause like I'm going all the way to the end of the earth over here, but it's, it's easy to, it's easier to understand this section uh, the actual code uh, if the comments don't create a bunch of new lines. So that's what's going on there. All right. The first line is um, the uh, initialize. This, this is sort of standard. Sort of what arguments does it take? It takes its name. So, so like when you define... Okay. Let's stop talking, right? Um, I'm going to uncomment. No, I'm not going to uncomment. I'm going to actually do it. Okay. So let's first get this class into our IPython memory. Okay, and I did it again, didn't I? Uh, there we go. Okay, um, IPython. I also installed IPython inside the virtual environment because I, I got a little recommendation message for that too. So even if you have IPython, if you if you do a virtual environment, install IPython using um, using pip uh, inside the virtual environment to avoid problems. Okay, so we're in IPython now. Our little interactive helper. I'm going to paste that in. It's huge. It doesn't fit in the screen. Um, you know, you can see this is what I'm about to put in there. And okay, no errors. So let's go back down. Okay. Now our class is in IPy is in my in memory, uh, thanks to our cut and paste into IPython. Now let's, uh, no, I can't do that. Okay. Now we're going to do the only thing that we came here to do, which is we're going to instantiate that class with an object. We're going to create an instance of the class problem and we're going to call it P1 and we're going to give it a couple of, and we're going to give this, we're going to give the problem class a couple of arguments that we're going to play around with. Okay? Now, just before I do this, remember what we're doing. We want to write AI code that can solve problems and we can't, the AI system at the level that we're working on it is not going to be it's not going to know what we're talking about when we use the word problem no matter how we use it or how carefully we write it in english or on any basis of english it has we have to decide on how we have to decide how we're going to structure problems so that they can be solved by programs that's the essence of it okay if we go back to yesterday's notes we have this is our structure okay so we start with, let's say we want to get from A to B, from A to B, we, we have to decide what, you know, how, how are we going to make a computer solve this and not solve it ourselves? Well, they've written a pseudocode algorithm over here, but the most interesting part of this algorithm to me is the problem argument that is not here dealt with at all, but it's dealt with on prior pages. Uh, I think it's mostly page 65. And what we uh, gather or what, what we agree to on that, on that page 65 is that a problem consists of a few different uh, elements, and most of them are sets and some of them are functions. So a set of states, which is the state space, uh, an initial state, which is a set of one, goal states, which is a set of one or more, 
actions, which is a f- uh, which are a, a set of actions that um, the agent can do, and then the function action, as, when it takes the argument of whatever state you're in, returns a finite set of actions that can be executed in that state. The transition model is um, is takes a current state, applies an action, and then returns the new state, S prime or state prime. Um, the action cost function tells you whether the action you're taking is is more or less expensive than an alternative action. So you take the current state, apply the action, and uh, and uh, or, uh, give it the current state, the action, and the new state it will be in. And the a- the action cost function will return a numeric cost uh, of getting from A to B or A or S to S prime. Uh, it's not an evaluation function. It's not the F. If we um, look back at the other argument here, F, it's not the F. The, the action cost function is going to be actually built into our problem. We're going to see that in a second. And it's not the objective function that we talked about with gradients and partial derivatives. Okay, So think we have to structure how we think about problems. And those are the one, two, three, four, five, six elements. They say five, but I think I count. I think the state space is part of the problem. And they when they do the recap at the end of the chapter three, I think it is. Okay, so that's what we're doing here. We're taking the idea of a problem and then saying, okay, here's exactly what we mean. We say it in English as we did yesterday. And now we're going to say it in Python. Okay, um, where are we at here? So we're back down here at the bottom. Uh, oh, I'm not there. There we go. Um, we're back down here at the bottom. We're going to... Send this, um, this, we're going to tell Python, okay, let's go through this one. Okay, we're going to tell Python to create an instance of the object, uh, instance of the class problem, call it P1, okay? So create an instance of the class problem, call it P1. This is just an object in memory. Just think of it as data in memory with certain rules that are, that are applied to it based on it being a member of this class. And we're going to give this, we're going to give Python three arguments, okay, the argument one, argument two, and then the keyword argument, p1 test keyword, okay? So let's just do that. Bang, nothing happens. Okay, so now what we've done is we've, we've created in memory, and I think if I just type p1, it'll just return the memory address. Yeah, there's the memory address, zero by, and then a hex number. Um, it's hex, right? Yeah, it's hex. And, um, and so we can see that our problem, our instance of a problem, our object, which is an instance or an instantiated uh, problem, is in memory at that location. Okay, and that's right there. We just instantiated an ob- uh, a, a class. We just instantiated... Do you say you instantiated an object or you instantiated... You instantiated the class. The object is an instantiation of a class. What did I call this? Segment, <laughs> a problem instantiated. Yeah, I just want to make sure I said it right. Um, <laughs> and because it's anyway, okay. So now it's in memory. Um, so it's a thing that we can interact with now. It's sort of part of the the current state of the computer. Okay. What do we want to do to interact with it? Well, um, let's just print it. Okay. Look at that. It's already there. No, not result. Uh, let's just print. What comes back? Okay. So what this is telling us is that the um, the object P1 is a is a, a, an instantiation of the class problem, and it has two 
um, attributes. So that's so that's kind of a new thing we haven't talked about. Um, I'm not trying to teach you object oriented, but you have to know what you have to have some sense of what this stuff means. Are you just gonna it's just gonna be gobbledygook? Attributes in a it, attributes are things that um, are part of uh, an object, an instantiated class called an you know which is what an object is, and they are one of two th- essential aspects of objects. And I don't think there's a third one, but there might be others, but these are the main ones. Um, attributes and methods. Attributes are like variables inside the object, variables that are only defined inside the object. If you try and interact with or call those variables or print those variables or, or change those variables outside without, without going through the object, without calling the object first, um, you won't, you'll get an error. And then similarly, methods are like functions inside the object. So you got variables and functions in non-object-oriented programming, you know, print print uh, my name and I set my name equal to Jeff and then I say print my name so Jeff is a variable uh, my name is a variable Jeff is the value of the variable um, print is the function and then you give it the argument my name which is the variable and you've got function taking variable and producing output which is the value of the variable a string in an object you can do all the same things but you can only do it by going through the object using the, the object in your Call, you have to call the object at the command line or in your program. And you don't call them variables and uh, functions. You call them attributes and methods. But they're the same thing. I mean, it's, I, I can't, I don't know of a difference. I'm, I'm still, you know, I, I'm not like, I don't have a lot of experience with this, but I've been familiar with object oriented for a long time. So I, I, I get the gist of it. Um, the hard thing about what we're doing is, is merging object oriented with um, problem definitions or, or, or the definition of a problem and the structure of a problem that comes from the AI. So, on the one hand, you know, object oriented, just dealing with oranges and attribute, you know, using the class orange and then a particular orange and then, you know, it's, it's this big and weighs this much. So that stuff's easy. It's, it's when you have to do, the, you have to hold the object oriented in mind and also the structure of a problem that things get a little bit confusing. And that's what we're going to get into here. Okay. Uh, so, we see here that P1 um, is is a, a, of type problem. It's an object of type problem or uh, a class problem. And then it has two attributes, one and two. And those attributes are, we'll come up here now. Whoops, uh, not that. Uh, there we go. And those attributes are the arguments that we gave to the, when we initialized our object. And the First, you give it a name, so we called it P1. So that's always the first argument that you give to when you um, initialize um, or instantiate an object from a class. Um, but the second argument we gave was the number one, and that was um, here. It tells us that that was uh, that was our initial state, and the sorry, the first argument because we we don't actually write in our argument uh, space the name. Um, so our first argument, like if we go back down here, I don't know. Yeah, here. So our first argument is one. Second argument is two. Up here, that corresponds to one, two. Okay. And then we did keyword argument p1 test. Okay. That's what we did. Whoops. That's what we did. And so that's why when we print, that's part of why when we print the object. Now, why can you print an object? Well, you can't print an object. It's it's data in memory. It's uh, you know you could print it in in different. You could print different representations of it, um, but it's really voltages inside your computer. Um, but what you can do is use 
if you've if your class has defined an ob- uh, a method for printing it, then you can use that to get a string representation of your object. And that's what happens down here. That's what these three lines are. Okay, so this is a method, a special method. These these uh, I should say, anytime you see these things that you know, whoops, oh, I gotta. Okay, there we go. Read only. Oh no. Um, no, we don't want to do that. Let's do undo until. Yeah, undo until the universe. Okay, and now we read only. Jeez, oh, still. Okay, now let's do read only. Um, when you see these double underlines, those are special reserved methods um, reserved by the language uh, in Python. But the ones that we or that the AMA people put in there are these normal-looking functions that we call methods when they're inside of um, uh, a, a class, and then and, and they they become part of an object. Um, so down here we've got the special method of string, and it takes the self, uh, it takes the name of the object that you've instantiated, and it returns a string between the, this pink part, and then it formats the string thusly. So first it gives you the type uh, of the object, and it returns the special method name. That's what we're getting when we get this part, this word problem. Okay, that's what corresponds to problem. And then it's... The next thing it's going to format and place in the uh, in what it returns in the string that it returns is the initial state that we defined down here. That's the one, okay. And then up here, we've got the two that we gave it. And so when we say print p1, what we're doing is we're um, using the print function to and giving it the argument of our object, and our object has a special a special method that it uses when the print function calls our, calls it, and it's this string method, okay? And it's these three lines. That's how that's happening, okay? Now, uh, okay, so we've talked a little bit about... Oh, and the other thing is this line here, this self.dict.update, um, it takes the arguments that we gave it, so our initial state and our goal state, which are one and two, and, and our keyword arguments, um, and puts adds them to the dictionary uh, of the object, which is another special method. So I don't know what would happen if we, um, I don't know how to get to that. Hang, hang on. Oh, let's see. So let's see if this, I'm, I'm very sort of, you know, I've, I have not done a lot of object oriented. I've done a ton of procedural. Um, yeah, there we go. There's our dictionary. Okay. Look at the braces. So what we're doing there is I'm, I'm telling IPython, would you please print the dictionary uh, of this uh, object, my object P1, and it says, sure, uh, your initial value is 1, your initial state is 1, your goal state is 2, and your keyword argument is P1 test keyword. Okay, that's what all that is. Whoops. And, oh, geez, seeing all my secrets. All right, so so that's what's going on in these first two lines. All right, so just to review, we up here we've defined a class, and we, the first two lines that aren't commented uh, initialize it, and then also add our arguments to the dictionary func- uh, dictionary special dictionary method that we can use to find out information about an instantiated uh, a problem, uh, an object that's an instantiation of problem. Now this section here is what we really care about, um, and we haven't. Uh, done most of the work that's going to make it useful, but it corresponds to these five... Okay, so what do we have? Action, results, is goal, action cost, and then we're going to ignore H for now, okay? H is for informed search. We're not doing informed search in our current situation. Okay, so actions, result, is goal, and um, action cost. 
let's go to our English model. So you can see here action uh, on state. Oh, okay, wait, uh, did it say? So the action, that's the only one. Yeah, okay. Returns a finite set. I might have, was that supposed to be actions? I might have, maybe I was supposed to type an S on the end of that. I think that's right, though. I don't know. Anyway, um, so the action function, when given the argument of the state, the current state that the agent is in, it, oh, uh, sorry, wait, 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 not the agent, the, yeah, the agent, the, the current state that the agent is in, um, that corresponds to this first line that we're looking at here, okay? So this is a function inside, so we call it a method because it's a function inside of a class, so it only applies to an instantiation of that class, an object. It does not apply outside of um, that object, and it takes the argument of the name of itself, the name of the, the object, in our case it's P, uh, P1, and then it takes a value of state. Now, how do we how do we, um, how do we demonstrate this? So what we're going to do, uh, let's see, how did I do this? Uh, yeah, just, okay. Um, P1.action, oh geez, don't, I don't like, it's autocomplete. Okay, so I'm typing P1, uh, and I want to use the method actions uh, that's with, that's, that's part of P1, or that's, um, part of the object P1, um, and I'm going to give that method the argument to, it already knows what I'm going to do, because I've done it, and what I'm doing he down here then is basically using this function, which we have to call it a method, but it's, you know, it's just like a function, I'm using this, um, this, fun this, this method to try and do something. I want to get a list of actions that are available to me in state two. If I'm in state two, can I please, uh, geez, didn't I? Man, I thought I... Oh, come on, man. I mean, I'm supposed to be read-only. All right, geez. I'm going to... This is going to cause us all kinds of headaches. Um, so let's do that, okay? So let's use the actions method on our object P1 and give it the argument 2 to see what actions we can get. Uh-oh, not implemented. Geez, I keep doing that. Not implemented. Um, this part corresponds to... You guessed it. This part, okay? These, th this just means that we haven't done anything. We haven't defined this method. It's not. It doesn't do anything. We've, we've said that it takes an argument state. Um, we said we've said that it's within the class. You know, it's part of the class uh, problem. But we haven't given any more lines of code below it um, that would tell us to tell the machine what to do with that argument. Okay. So we have. We haven't. Def we haven't implemented the actions and and really it's something that we could um i think that we're supposed to implement in a subclass of the class problem but anyway we don't, don't worry about that right now subclasses will just confuse you and me right now okay so we get a not not implemented error uh let's do the same thing and look at results can we whoops uh results oh uh, no I, what did i do result right yeah it's the okay i think i mixed up some of the s of the plurals there um Oh, I need, uh, oh yeah, I need another argument for results. So first I'm going to give it the state, and then I'm going to give it an action. Uh, what's the action going to be? Jump. Let's just make it jump. This is just going to throw an error. I'm just trying to see. Not implemented. Okay. So not implemented. And we see it here. If I can just, there we go. Okay. Uh, what about is goal? Whoops. Uh, okay. Is 
goal, yes, and let's give it an argument. How many does it need? It just needs one. Is two the goal state? Can you tell me, please? True. <gasps> two is the goal state. Wow. Why? Because when we first instantiated this object, by, or we instantiated the class by creating this object, look, our second argument was two. Okay? So I just asked the computer to check uh, whether the, to use the isGoal method that's um, part of P1 to check if the goal state is two. And it came back and it said it is. That's exactly what it's supposed to do. Is, is it going to say that about one as well as it's stupid? No, it knows that it's not one, it's two. Okay, so that's is goal. Okay. Happily that worked. I'd actually never quite run that little experiment. Action cost. Um, we can pretty much uh, action. Get, whoops. Uh, give it any argument we want because we don't have, oh, it wants three arguments. So let's say we're in state one and we want to take action jump and we want to get to state high. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know. I got to put them in quotes. Come on. Oh, don't do this to me. You don't do that? Oh, come on. That's not cool. It's, oh, that's not fun. That's not fun. I should just be able to hit quote and it quotes a bolt. Oh, man, that's, I, I'm not happy with IPython, honestly. No, that's fine. Okay, so what's the action cost of uh, being in state one, jumping and ending up at state high? The action cost is one. Why? Because all action costs are one right now. We haven't defined different costs for different actions, so that's why we're getting that. Okay, um, let's just see what the uh, heuristic is. Okay, we want to do informed search. We want to... Uh, it takes a node. Let's give it a node. Let's see what... Let's, can you just... Uh, let's just make a node, huh? There's a node. That looks like a node. Okay, so it returns... Our, it's a... Uh, it's guidance, uh, the, the, um, the heuristic uh, that returns only one uh, uh, thing, and it, the thing is zero, is guiding us by telling us, hey, when you're at that JKF LSD, uh, the thing you should do next, or, or the whatever, the heuristic number, the, the numerical heuristic is zero, because it's always zero, because we haven't defined anything interesting over here, okay? So, recap, okay, this is just the class uh, definition line, okay? These are all the suites. They call them suites inside here. Um, I think they're called suites even if they're one line. Um, but these could be two lines. We could um, do them differently. Uh, these, each of these function definitions, these uh, method definitions. Okay, so we've looked at how all these correspond to, what do they correspond to? They co correspond to, uh, actions corresponds to the actions, which is the fourth item down there. Result corresponds to the transition model. Uh, is goal corresponds to the goal state item and action cost corresponds to the action cost function and then we haven't talked about h the heuristic the informed search because we're not doing that yet and we're doing one thing at a time okay so so far so good that's the hard part now i put um more verbose or less verbose let's be honest uh explanations here in the uh in the comments and they go all the way to 11 over here because I just wanted to keep all this stuff in a nice tidy little one line after another thing. So you can check those out if you want to uh, on our GitHub. 
And we talked already about the, the special method, string method, so that we can just print some information. Oh, by the way, okay, so what if we wanted to play funny business? Uh, let's, I gotta get out of read only here. Uh, okay. Now I'm going to just do some funny business. Oh, damn it, I knew it. My key binding for commenting and uncommenting is not good. I keep screwing it up, that's how I know it's not good. There, well, that worked. Okay. So what have I done here? Don't do that. Come on, you're fine. Don't. Oh, it's, it's because of the white space? No, it's not the white space. You're fine. It is the white space. Okay, my fault. Um, what I've done here is I've kept the top, the, the first line of this suite, okay, the first line that starts the definition of the, um, the special method string, but I've changed what it returns, okay? So I've added uh, one more um, variable. It's not a variable, but it's acting like a variable. If this is like the exclamation point means it's like the shell is doing it, I think, in Python. Don't, I'm not going to get into that. Okay, and then I added one more thing down here, self.keyword, because I want, when we, when we print our object as a string, I want to know, before we were doing it, okay, well, right now this, so IPython still has um, uh, our, come on, I can't delete that, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I have to hit the delete button. All right, IPython, we have to talk. This is not cool. Um, so if we if we print the current version of P1, uh, then we're not going to enjoy that keyword. Look, I gave it a keyword. Not there. Where was it? Uh, there. When I when I instantiated this pr uh, this class problem as P1, I gave it a keyword argument, a P1 test keyword. Okay, but when I print P1 is a string. I got nothing. I got the goal. I got the initial state and the goal state. I got no keyword. Why? Well, you can see where this is going. So now I'm going to put this definition of class in jeez, oh, in IPython. Oh my gosh, I am so not slick. I'm kind of slick. I'm kind of slick. All right, let's put that in there. Bang, bang, and just you know, you can't see it, but. This is what we just did, right? Okay. And be slick. Show them. Show them how you're slick. All right. And now we need to instantiate our um, class again. Oh, man, I have to do that too. I forgot I have to go through the whole crap list. Okay. Okay, so we're going to do our problem again. We're going to basically uh, replace the object or create a new object and I think this clobbers the old object. It should clobber. We'll know pretty soon here. Actually, no, we don't need to. <gasps> no, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We have to do this. Okay, so we just did the same thing. We just instantiated class again. Oh, this is so stupid. I gotta, I gotta just, uh, I don't want unexpected things here. So let's just do this again. Okay, send it in. Uh, and this stupidness. No, there. Okay, now we've got a fresh start. We got a new definition of problem that has those new lines in it, right? This is like newness. These two things are new in the in the thing we just sent over to IPython. We just defined the same object or defined an object in exactly the same way. Um, actually, let's see where it's at in memory. That's not the same address, right? So that's good. That means that we've we've really got a new object. Uh, okay, so print p1. Look at that. This. Oops. Oh, jeez. This is my. All of my things. I, I've been doing that a lot lately, like making that particular Tmux mistake. It's like my pinky just is not landing where I want it to. P1 test keyword is now part of our, part of what gets returned 
by string, by the string special method, because we put it in there, okay? So we put it in here, you gotta put it in there, and then you gotta put it in over here, or something, and I still don't know really how to, uh, oh jeez, how to um, explain that exclamation point thing, but I know what it's doing. You basically, you've got three selfs with uh, the attributes, the initial, and then the goal, and then the keyword, and they correspond to the R and the R and the R, okay? That's what we did there. And I think that should do, I mean, we can define a new problem here, like, uh, don't worry, I'll get better at this with time. And then let's print the P2 and close it. See, I'm used to things that do that automatically. See, we've got a different keyword now and different goal or different initial and goal states. Initial state is A, goal state is B, keyword argument is testing keyword with a capital K. Um, and oh, another thing. Um, if we see something like this, so our when we uh, when we we print the object, um, the first thing that comes back is this word problem. Okay, why does it say problem? Um, well, it seems like it would make sense, but why exactly does it say problem? It's because of this thing, okay? This little type of the object itself is, is our stand-in for, for the name of our object. So our, name, our object name in this case is P2. So type of P2, use the special method name to return that type, and it returns, you guessed it, it returns, oh geez, it returns, it's type of object. What kind of, what type of object is it? It's a problem, okay? So type and, whoops. Uh, come on, I'm trying to make it easier and I'm making it harder. You know all about that, don't you? Everybody does. Okay, so type of the object, uh, take the type, use the type function, give pass it the object, and then find the name of the thing. Um, so we can do that manually if we just use the type function, P2, and we do the little namey thing. What type is it? It's a pro it's type, it's problem, okay? Last thing, stay with me. I'm gonna just do one last thing so that you just know that this stuff doesn't have to be so ipython -y. Um We have, what's the best way to do this? Let's do this, and this, and this, and this, okay? And that was not elegant. Let's do that again. Let's do this. And it, 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 there we go. Okay, key bindings that work, key, uh, and, and, a, and a typist, typer who can remember them. Uh, let's get out of IPython, okay? And where are we again? We're in our directory, re83, best first search part two. We're in our environment, okay? This is our little um, uh, Venv environment. And what we're going to do is just call the Python program and feed it our best first search. Let's make sure this is saved. Yep. And bang. See? What just happened is first uh, Python read in all these lines and defined a class problem, a class of object called problem. Then it read in this line and, and instantiated that class in the object P1 with, its, uh, with the arguments that we gave it there. And then it printed the string method of that object, uh, and the output was uh, this here. Okay, so we told it to print it, so it printed the type, and then it printed the, um, the 
first argument, which is the start, uh, the initial state, and then the goal state, and then the keyword argument. And then we did the same thing right down here. We instantiated the, uh, the class as an object, and then we printed the type and some other string stuff as we've been doing. Okay, that's it. 44 minutes. Sorry, but I had fun. I hope you did. Uh, that's object-oriented programming. That's an instantiation of a problem. A really, I mean, we didn't really give it a problem, but from a technical point of view, we did the hard part, which is we need to, um, we need to implement problems, well-formed, well-stated, or well-defined problems that we get from the real world via our well-defined method, which is, again, it's this stuff. Whoops, not that stuff. This stuff here, okay? We want to implement our squishy problems by running them through this, this uh, clear-thinking uh, set of uh, list of things, and then eventually, not eventually, next, uh, turning them into um, implemented computer code so that we can start actually writing other code that will work on them and solve them. Uh, as problems, as well-structured, well-defined problems. Okay? All the notes will be at, uh, where will they be at? Let's show you where they'll be at. I've been, always, you know, it's retrace.com. I, I just started this new profile, so I don't know what just auto-completed, but I swear it's just suggestions. It's not me. I saw a little cartoon character, and I'm not into cartoons, man. I'm too, I'm a big boy. All right, so this is our website. You've got uh, the podcast. you got the latest videos. The one we're on now. Oh, Meta. You want to do some Meta? As well structured. Look at that. Well defined problems. Pretty cool. Okay. He's all all the notes will be at. Uh, all right. Um, you can go to notes. You can go to our GitHub. You can go to the blog. Blog is kind of stale. I'll be honest. I'm hoping to use it for things in the future. It's got some cool stuff on it, but it's not like you don't check it every day. I mean, you can, but uh, links.retrace.com. I really like this. It's like you want to get to some stuff. This is going to keep growing over time, but I find it handy. And then our social media, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. You, enough. Okay, you get it. The website, but anyway. All right. Uh, I don't have to say retrace.com. You just saw it. Same time tomorrow, signing off.